Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer, and it's the beginning of the week, so I'm here with my brother, Raheel. Hello, Raheel. How are you doing today? Oh, no, back to back. Uh, I'm well. How are you? Um, now, you've said this. It's the beginning of the week. Huh? You didn't let me answer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't you actually said, How care. are you? And then you said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um. Now you have, uh, I think this is the second time I've noticed that you said it's the first podcast of the week. So yeah. you are here with me. Is that a mm-hmm. thing? Is that like a branding thing? Am I the first podcast <laughs> of the week? Is that how it works? Well, the, the, you know, it might just be something in my mind because I'm a scheduler, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I've made that clear to anybody else on the podcast. <laughs> like, I think kinda- that. It, it kind of feels like you're saying, well, we got to get the garbage out of the way to start off the week. No, 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 no. no that's no, what no, it feels no. like. No, 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 it's not that. It's that we usually do the beginning of the week. There's like a pop culture roundup or like whatever else is going on. And I do that with you. And then the rest of the week is all the reality TV garbaggio. I don't know. I don't. I don't like being put in this box. I feel like my contributions are being you know minimized, what? and I'm you not. Know what? You should just leave. That's it. That's <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, you are the sibling that I can turn to. You yeah. are the only one. So I know the other one is really, really pushing it these days. He's very. Uh, I'm concerned about how he's going to vote next year. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, how are you? How How's it going? Again? Uh, I'm well. How are you? How was your weekend? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, I went to Albany this weekend. My weekend was good. How was your weekend? What did I do? I did nothing. I don't think I did anything. No, I went to Dave and Buster's on Friday. Is that weird? Did I tell you that? You didn't I tell had, me that. I had an adult hangout at Dave and Buster's with a bunch of my friends. And you know what? Lovely. I was there until 1.30 in the morning. 1.30 in the morning at Dave and Buster's. That's right. There aren't even strippers there for you to be there until 1.30 in the morning. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, I, I don't need strippers to keep myself entertained. Um, but yes, you are right. There were no strippers there. And I didn't know this. <laughs> You're like, whoa, the time went by so fast. <laughs> I haven't even had any boobs in my face at this point. Um, well, that's fun. I don't think I've ever been to a Dave and Buster's. I think I've been to like Dave and Buster's adjacent places, but I've been there with like my kids. So it's never like, really like the same. I've never been there with like adults only. So, you know, like there's that thing now, right? Where like you can have like kids activities or activities that you used to do as kids, like bowling. Well, I guess bowling's always been that way, but like mini yeah. golf and stupid top golf where yeah. you can drink, I guess, if you want to and eat. Yeah. Um, or and you can also do like the kids thing. Out of yeah. all of those types of things, I think Dave and Buster's is probably my favorite. I hate Top Golf with a passion. I fucking hate that place. Everyone keeps telling me to go to Top Golf, and it's always a terrible time. I do not. I like playing golf, but I don't like Top Golf. But mm, but there's that place in Morristown that you really want to go to. Uh, That's the seventeen seventy six. Yeah, because yeah. of the food, not because of the golf. Oh, okay. They just have a suite. Yeah, they have a suite if you want to, you know, hit golf balls. But really, it's I'm there for the food. The food is fantastic at that place. It's a David Burke place. Yeah, you know what I did? I went to one of those top golf type places. Except um, my friend Richie, he's famously known as Caduce. He's very popular on the internet. Um, he did a Vanderpump Rules uh, reunion part one. Um, viewing party and uh he just rented out one of those like rooms and instead of playing golf we watched the vanderpump rules reunion together and it was awesome we should do more I of don't, that that sounds awesome um i don't mean to insult your friend dave seems uh like a his lovely name is person. richie but okay oh sorry richie well i wasn't even close why do you say dave because dave and busters busters <laughs> but you said the name Caduce, and I remember the name Caduce from a VJ who used to be on MTV. Is it the same person? No, it's not. Caduce is what Ramona Singer says instead of kudos. And <laughs> 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 so Richie 
you would love Richie's Instagram. Oh my god, he does uh he does like cartoons and he he puts like housewife scenes on cartoons. So like whenever he does like the uh like he has a clip of the christening from New Jersey, which is, you know, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And he does it on the Flintstones. So it's like Fred and w- Wilma. Wilma? No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Wilma. And and Barney and uh Betty. Betty. Yes. It's so fucking funny. Cuz you know Joe Judice kind of looks like a Flintstone. Yeah, you can see the, the square. <laughs> the square, yeah. It's yeah. so funny. So I'll show Yeah, anyway. So he did that, and it was awesome. But I wanted to ask you, because you... So this weekend, on a text thread with our cousins, one of our cousins said that she kind of passively read something about the Scandaval, and then she just started saying names. She was like, there's a Tom and a Schwartz, and uh, <laughs> you know, and a Raquel or a Rachel, and then I gave her all of the details as she asked for them. And then you said you accidentally fell across some clips from the reunion. And I wanted to know your thoughts about it. Well, let's just, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag. There was no accident about it. I went on YouTube <laughs> and I searched Vanderpump Rules Reunion. That's what I did. I did that as a 40-year-old man. I put that I put that search. Uh, it's okay. Tom Sandoval's 42. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I, and I started watching it. And I have a lot of thoughts, obviously. Um, but they're not really, you know, it's not like I have any eye-opening thoughts. I think they're kind of thoughts that everybody shares. I did want to ask you. Mm-hmm. So I see there to be there being like four players in this entire thing, right? Sure. The four players are Tom, uh-huh. uh, Ariana, uh-huh. uh, Rachel slash Raquel. Uh-huh, and sure. the fourth one, the mystery one, is Lisa Vanderpump herself, right? She <laughs> is also a part of this thing. Yeah. Sure. For me, can you uh, can you please rank them in terms of awfulness uh, from one to four? Oh, so the most awful is obviously Tom Sandoval. Yes, of course. I'm on board. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to go – I'm going to surprise everybody. I think I'm going to go with Lisa Vanderpump as the next most awful. Okay. And then I'm yeah. going to say – yeah, which makes sense because yeah, she, she created this environment. She created this environment. She keeps these assholes on TV. And here's the thing: the other reason She's why an I, I the other reason why I don't like Lisa Vanderpump is because throughout the reunion, Mama loved some misogyny. She was like, "Oh, Raquel, she's so beautiful. She's a pageant beauty queen. Oh, he couldn't help himself. Ariana had stopped having sex with him. Like she kept doing stuff like that. Where I, I was like, shut up. Like there's a clip in the finale where like the final reunion where Tom is like sobbing." But in the uncensored version, which they released on Peacock, there's a scene with Tom and Lisa in the um, dressing room together before they had their finale, like, last words. And Lisa says to Tom, like, you're really blowing it out there. You should probably try to squeeze out some tears. Oh, so, like, God. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's the worst. She's, okay. She's the worst. And then you have – which, by the way, she's the worst, but I fucking love her. But, and then you have Raquel. And then Ariana's not awful. Okay. You don't agree. I'm going to surprise you. I'm not going to. I'm just going to anger you. Oh my god. <laughs> One and two say the same. Obviously, okay. number three. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Ariana in there, and here's the reason why. Listen to me. Here's the reason oh why. Oh my god. <laughs> the more clips that I watch of this piece of shit Tom Sandoval, the more I am convinced he is the least compelling human being I've ever seen. Like I've ever heard. I've mm-hmm. ever like witness right i don't know of somebody in my life who is more boring than tom sandoval and this motherfucker has been on tv for the last 11 years like i don't understand how he speaks i don't know how the thoughts uh you know kind of come together in his head and how that's transferred into him actually making words and speaking out loud right Uh he is a dunderhead Uh why was ariana with him for 10 years like what the fuck were you in this relationship for okay so i also sometimes wonder about the same thing but i do want to say real that just because somebody's partner is a trash person doesn't mean that they also are a trash person 
um, because that to me is a little bit victim blamey. Okay, if yeah, justice for way. Melania Trump. You're right. I'm on board with you. Melania Trump is no. a great person. Hey, 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 hey. Let's not let's not conflate two different things. I think here's the thing, Ariana. Uh, when she first got in a relationship with Tom, I think that they were both. Uh, I'm gonna say emotionally, maybe maturity wise, probably around the same. And Ariana says mm-hmm. it like, we used to do shrooms together, and we used to be partying together, and we were like two young bartenders that would like suddenly became a little bit of a little bit famous and they were both like trying to become actors and musicians and stuff like that right but i think at some point ariana grew up and tom didn't and i think that probably for the last i'm gonna say five years of their almost 10 year relationship i wouldn't be surprised if he was just like cheating her on on her all the time and she was in it because she just thought to herself well i've already put in this much time let me stick it out which sucks um and it's really sad. And I feel really bad. Like, I, you know, the your gut instinct when it's like your friend is to go, what the fuck? Like, you're smarter than that, right? But I think that ultimately, I don't think that Ariana thought that well of herself to be able. Like, she's talked about That's her true. mental health issues. And she's talked a lot about her, like, emotional, just sort of a lot of the issues that she had emotionally. I don't think that she was, um, I don't think she thinks very highly of herself. That's so. true. But then by that same token, mm-hmm. shouldn't we be extending some grace to poor sweet Raquel, who okay. is just a I dunderhead? Okay, <laughs> no, big, 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 big time dunderhead. She, do I extend any grace to her? No. But I do worry for the state of her. I, I don't extend any grace to her because like woman to woman right like mm-hmm. ariana did a lot for raquel and raquel blatantly lied in ariana's face for like months and months and months and months and yeah. at some point in january sheena asked raquel did are these rumors true like you can't you know like I, she actually went up to her and said we heard this stuff about you but i don't think that that's true because you know that ariana and i have like been there for you we don't think that you're capable of that but we don't think that that's true even though people are telling us these things and raquel had time to like come clean and she never did and she like you know had sex with tom sandoval while ariana was away at her grandmother's <laughs> funeral like like there and then she continued to lie about it and all that. So the the lies, the blatant lies to your friend's face and crying on and using your friend for your emotional support is fucked up. Like that's where I'm like I don't right. give you any grace, but I do believe that Tom Sandoval is a predator and I do believe yeah. that he is using her. Like I think that multiple things can be true. Like I think that Ariana is in her right to be as angry with Raquel as possible. And I think Raquel is a monster for doing that to her friend. But I also think Raquel is a victim to Sandoval's predatory ways. So here's the reason why I even thought of this. Because obviously, on paper, you cheat, uh, you uh, you have sex with your best friend's boyfriend or whatever. With, his, with her, essentially her husband, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's her spouse. Um, that makes you a trash person, right? But mm-hmm. I was watch. I watched the clip of when like Raquel walked out, and Ariana just went all in on her, and she's called her like subhuman and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt bad. I'm sorry. I feel bad for this because I do see like she's obviously very confused, right? And I don't want to be like like patronizing or anything like that because it's a woman, and you know she is like a young woman or whatever. And I know how that sounds, but I did feel bad. I was like, okay, Ariana, you were also you've also been with the same piece of trash for the last 10 years right so you can kind of understand how it happens and, now, and to call her subhuman i was like that's a bit too much for me she had not seen or heard from this woman in three weeks after all this stuff came out this is the well, first I mean, okay. I mean, what do you expect do you, you expect her to this just is show the up first with, with a seen... bun cake <laughs> imagine she was like i just went to what is that place? Everything but cake. cake. Nothing but no, nothing, cake. Nothing but cake. By the way, I think they were just fine. People no, go you're crazy wrong. for oh, them. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, they're so they're so moist. They have a lemon one that's really good. Oh god, just subtle, <laughs> subtle flavor. Nothing too overpowering. Just perfect blend. Imagine this podcast is brought to you by Nothing Bun Cake. I wish. Oh my god, I want that sponsorship. Uh, imagine if she did. If she came out with like just gift bags, and then they. Just, 
like tiny little bun cakes for everybody. <laughs> hey guys, I know that everyone's really mad at me, but I brought you guys some bun cakes. <laughs> yeah, now I'm imagining like Ariana with like a little mini bun cake on her lap <laughs> as she's eating it, and she's also calling her subhuman at the same she's time. Like, delicious, but you're still a piece of shit. <laughs> and Lisa being like, but Ariana, she got you bun cakes. <laughs> Um, no I I agree I think that like it's it's normal for us as adult human beings to see a pylon and go "Ooh, a pylon doesn't make me feel good I don't like a pylon pylon. I don't like it but I also think that Ariana is in her right to be as upset as she is um, because she was just like I'm never going to talk to you again I'm never going to talk to this person again but you know after the end so you know at the end of the finale or at the at the reunion six days later Raquel came back to production and said, there's multiple lies that I told at the reunion. And the reason why is because Tom told me that I needed to keep lying because people would be really upset with me if I didn't, if I told the truth. And it was that the affair never stopped. It was going on for months. Like they lied, lied, lied about a whole bunch of stuff. And she's sobbing. This girl is sobbing hysterically. It's really, really sad. And she says, you know, Tom said that now, like, everybody's mad at me and the only person I have is Tom. So to betray him would be really, really bad. And I was like, oh, that is classic psychological abuse, like really bad red flags all around, right? And so that happened. That clip came out after the reunion aired, right? Because this was six days after they filmed the reunion. And Ariana was like some paparazzi asked what to they like harassed her at the airport. And she was like, yeah, I feel bad for her. That's it. The thing is, man, I mean, I obviously am a very, very, I'm an ally of women, as you know. So <laughs> I see these things sometimes when you get tunnel vision, when you hey, see I, two women going up against each other, hey, hey, you get excited, you pick hey, sides. I, of course, I see the entire picture. Relax. Excuse me. This is a podcast that is built on the importance <laughs> of nuance. Okay. So I have been talking about the importance of both. Okay. Like, like our like Raquel pressed charges against Sheena for assault. Like Sheena's a single mom and or she's not a single mom actually. She's married to a gorgeous Australian man. But Sheena's a <laughs> Sheena's a mom. Like she could get her child taken away if you accuse a mother of assault, right? And and she says Raquel's like, "Oh, my parents convinced me." to get the lawsuit like it wasn't actually me that did it and of course like when all that stuff comes out it's important but for like weeks leading up to the reunion so like the stuff came out on march 3rd on aiden's birthday and then (laughs) and then the reunion was like on march 27th or something like within three weeks and during that time raquel was radio silent and all she was doing was like pressing charges and like trying to like shut people down and send people cease and desist and so i don't think that like at the reunion when everybody was mad it was because they were pissed because for three weeks this woman had been moving quite stupidly. But I think now that the dust has settled, I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, you know, because men are fucked. It, it, it is true, right? So not only is there an age uh, gap there, which yeah, I have recently found out is an issue of some sort, is what I've been told. <laughs> That have an older man and a younger woman. Apparently, people have a problem with it. Uh, yeah. You know, let's forget the fact that this is how society has worked and how we become. Oh my god, this Please is a joke. I swear to God, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> but but the other big thing is Tom Sandoval is experienced in reality TV, right? Yeah, he's got like twelve years of experience. He knows what to say. He knows what yeah. to like how to make himself look the best. Yeah. So when I think about like how like her actions afterwards, and like even if you hear her, it's she was like open to being like a third person in their couple and stuff like that. That doesn't sound like somebody that has the highest like self worth. Um, Again, not to be patronizing, but you know it looks it sounds like somebody that's a little bit lost. So you know my heart goes out to that five foot ten gorgeous uh, young woman. (laughs) Gorgeous rich white woman. Yes. Yes. She's really had it hard in the world. (laughs) Um, Hey, speaking of age differences and strange couplings, did you see this thing about Bill Murray and who he's dating? I did. I was very excited. Good for Bill. How do you feel about it? He's he's rumored to be dating Kellis. Is it Kellis or Kellys? I believe it's Kellys. 
Kellis. I believe I've always said Kellis. Okay. Uh, the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Famous mm-hmm. uh, singer, songstress. Ex Mrs. Nas, I believe. Yeah, that was bad. Nas was not so good to her. Is very, very terrible. The stuff that she's detailed about that relationship that time. Also, like Bill got canceled last year. Do you remember that? Yes, Bill got very canceled last year. Like there, there <laughs> has been multiple people in the industry for like the last fifty years that are like, yeah, Bill and Murray is a creep. Like he is not a good. He's an asshole. He's like a sexual harasser. Like he is just the worst kind of guy. And like, you know what? But if that's what is floating her boat, I guess. Good for them. Uh, yes. I guess. Happy for them, I guess. She's an adult woman who makes decisions for herself, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe she had a crush on him when, like, she was growing up and watching, like, uh, Ghostbusters. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think two years ago, I think we all say, oh, this is great. Oh, look at Bill Murray and Kellis. That's a fun. That's a cool couple. Oh, you would say that's a cool couple. Look at I wouldn't say that. Oh, come on, please. Oh, please, please. Come on. Come on. Come on. But now? But now what? Now, obviously, this is post-Bill Murray, Me Too thing. I yeah. think everybody's like, hey, Kellis, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come hey, on. hey, come on. Hey, I have a question for you. Did you see the story about the kids that were found in the jungle in Colombia? Your husband sent that to the basketball group, and he was very okay. excited about it. I did not read it. it. I thought that it would make me sad, so I didn't read it. But I have a general idea of what happened. Okay, so if you don't know, what happened is that um, there was, I guess, a private plane of some sort in Colombia that was uh, being flown by this man who was a pilot and I believe his wife and maybe another family member and four children. And the children were the ages of 13, 9, 4, and a 12-month-old baby. And the plane crashed and the adults and the plane died. And the recently, like the Columbia, I guess, uh, the province police of some sort, like they were, I guess, trying to find this family. And the four kids were found after five weeks in the jungle. Yeah, 40 days. Very 40, impressive. It's okay. Yeah, so like, the I guess their grandfather is the uh, one who they went to, but like 13, 9, 4, and a 12-month-old baby. Surviving in the jungle for five weeks. So I guess that. Hold on. Here's my question for you. You're 40. I'm 37. Mm -hmm. Our older brother's about to turn 43. How long do you think the three of us could survive at this age in a jungle? The three of us. Well, we murder our brother 36 hours in. We justify it to ourselves. We say, hey, you know what? We need uh, food and shelter <laughs> and uh, fire. And we can harvest it from his body. Sure. I'm going to make some. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to make some tools out of his bones. But I think I only want to do the murdering because once the murder is done, I'm not you doing it. Te- and you feel terrible after the murder. I feel terrible. I'm full also, by the way, because I ate a lot of our brother. And then I started making excuses. Well, you know, I've never really eaten human being before. I didn't know. My, I didn't know how my stomach would react. I need some time. Let's get some water. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been slaving away on this fire, cooking our brother, and now you're quitting. <laughs> uh, no, I say, you know, let's do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. I'm just hoping that we're gonna get rescued. You're like, I need to scroll on this leaf for a little while yeah, just, i need to doom scroll on this leaf uh, <laughs> how long do you think how long do you think uh let's say let's take ourselves uh like the three of us are out of it how long do you think you could survive by yourself like castaway castaway tom tom hanks i'm not surviving i'm not interested in suffering anymore okay if i am alone in the wilderness by myself I am going to take a swim into the ocean and not bring myself back up, okay? I am not interested in living a life of a survivalist. I don't care. 
I, I mean, just can't. I don't have it in me. Do you not think that somebody's going to be looking for you? When is that because you've lost hope at that point? Or how long do you... Because I, for me, I, I think I would survive because I have... I have I shared the traits of a cockroach. I think I I will survive anything, right? <laughs> and in my head, I'll just be like, somebody's coming because I'm, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. I okay. think you're an eternal. Like, aren't you like, hey, somebody may be coming to rescue me? No, because I think everybody hates me. So I was convinced <laughs> that like somebody would be like, good fucking riddance, and I'd be like, you know what? You're right. Good riddance. I'm leaving. <laughs> I would just drown myself in the ocean. Well, that's sad. Let me tell you this. If you ever go missing, I will never stop the search. How about that? Oh, that's nice. I know. Only for like a story. I'm like, hey, also you would be like, you would use it as an excuse to get out of events. Like they'd be like, hey, you want to go to Dave and Buster's? And you'd be like, I can't. You know, I got that search for my sister. And you'd be like, she's been gone for 15 years. And you'd be like, a good brother never stops looking. And the other one is like picking his teeth because he actually went in the ocean, into the jungle, found me and ate my body. <laughs> uh, when I say I will never stop giving up the search, uh, the way that it would work is I would put up like, uh, is Craigslist still a thing? I put up an ad on Craigslist. I would make sure that it's paid for the first year. After that, we go unpaid ad for on Craigslist. But yeah, I check in every now and then. I don't think Craigslist is a thing anymore. It's Is not? It, no, I don't think so. I would you'd, I, you'd I would definitely in, have a Google alert. I'll have a Google <laughs> alert for you. <laughs> you'd put an ad in the paper, in the penny savers. Yeah, like the local paper. We're not talking Newark Star Ledger. Those are way no, too expensive. Yeah. No, no. And the Star Ledger, you would argue, is maybe even a local paper. So yeah, you're going a couple of levels below it. Oh, significantly. It's like you, the mill town. The, you the want paper. you're okay if like one coupon with my face on it gets in like a Valpax <laughs> like envelope that people automatically throw away as soon as they get it. That's true, but I would make sure that it is the Valpack that is the most subscribed to. So I don't know how Valpacks work, but like let's say if around Christmas time, that's yeah. when people look at the coupons. I'd make sure that it was in there. So. Okay. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for that. No worries. Yeah. Uh, your husband, about this story, right? He said, mm -hmm. my nine-year-old can't take care of himself. How yeah. does a 12-year-old take care of, like, the other three kids? Yeah. The the 13 and the nine-year-old. I think it was, at like, 13, nine, like, six, and a baby. Yeah. I think the nine-year-old, you know what? The, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and maybe this is a terrible thing to say. It may be a little sexist, but as a parent of two little boys, I'm going to say that's probably true. A parent of two little boys as a woman with two brothers. The older siblings were girls. And so I feel like those girls really got it together. Those girls were like, no, we are not going out like this. We are going to get it together. We are going to make sure that our baby siblings are okay. Now, Whereas I feel this... like if it was older brothers, they'd be like, oh. <laughs> and then they would that... eat each other. <laughs> and now is this confirmed or are you just... Is is this just a theory that? You no, had? that's confirmed that they were okay. the older siblings were girl ch children, and I feel Damn. like they're well, just. A I, I do. I would as much as I hate that that's true. Um, I do agree with it one hundred percent. I do believe that girls uh, are kind of forced to be nurturing, um, so they are better suited for stuff like this. So. Yeah, better suited sounds weird, but yeah, sure. Oh, totally better suited well. sounds extremely sexist, and I sound like a monster. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Hey, speaking of monsters, if you stole documents from the government, would you, where would you hide them, and would it be in your bathroom or the small stage inside of your house? <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about that. You know, in my bathroom in the basement, there are these cubbies. Yeah. Sometimes I look at these cubbies, and I'm like, that item of clothing where that article of clothing has been in there pre-pandemic. Like, I know I have not moved something, like, pre-pandemic. So if I wanted to really hide something, I think I could get it in there. Um, okay. And I also think it's time. It's high time for us to build a stage in this basement because 
we need there's, that furry. Yeah, I do think that your your basement has a great spot for a stage. I think that there's a lot of unused space down there that could be used for a stage. And I also think that your bathroom is huge and would be a great place to hide things. Like yep. that whole area in the back of your bathroom, you could put so many boxes of uh, classified documents. Yeah, there's a fucking jacuzzi in there that no one has <laughs> used in the last six years. I think that's a perfect spot. Yeah, there you go. Um, do you think anything's going to happen with that? Well, it depends, right? Like, so the thing is, he obviously broke the law. He obviously, like, he, the indictment, he's on tape mm-hmm. bragging about how he's breaking the law or whatever, right? I think for... Um, Republicans, and this is ironic because they claim to be the party of law and order, mm-hmm. they would want to see proof of him actually sharing that information with a foreign government. And even mm-hmm. if there is proof of that, they would try to justify it somehow. So I do I think legally he should get in, uh, he should he's uh, criminally guilty. Yes, I do. He obviously is. I am also worried about the fact that this case is going to be in Florida and you need um, 12 or 13 sane jurors in Florida to convict him. So yes. things like that I'm worried about. Do yeah. we, As far as like the validity of the actual case, yes, of course. There, All these cases are valid. I just don't know what's going to happen with it. Yeah, I also worry about the fact that like when stuff like this happens, his following is so uh culty that Mm -hmm. they would think of it as like a you know a great like he's being nailed to the cross like jesus himself like he's you know like he they would make like a martyr out of him it's it's like a you know this is what they do with our people and this is you know all that kind of stuff like i think that's the stuff that makes i mean we see it a little bit in pakistan right like when anything happens to imran khan People are like, oh, my, we, we uh, apparently we can't. We are not allowed to make that comparison. Making the comparison, like the like the cult of personality comparison between Imran Khan and Donald Trump, is a big issue for Imran Khan fans. Yeah, but we see it, even though it's completely true. It, even like, though it's it, yeah, even though it's completely the exact same thing. So like, it's uh it's crazy pants. I don't know any. I don't know what's gonna happen with it. But and you know, the, it, w- the, it would all be. It would be much better if the man just died. Can, like, can you just <laughs> ride off into the sunset, Donald? Why, why do you want him to get sainthood? You know, that's what's gonna happen, right? They're gonna Ugh, create a church of Donald Trump, and they're Ugh. gonna have him up on the cross. No, fuck that. He gets to go to prison and where he should fucking spend the rest of his days that's what i want okay yeah of course sure well and i just want to know he can also run for president from prison yeah apparently and apparently we got some people that are willing to vote for him um i just want to clarify the 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 donald trump imran khan thing um i don't believe obviously imran khan is a criminal the way that donald trump is but i do think that the fervor with which his fans and his supporters support him is very similar to the way that Donald Trump's fans support him. Yeah. And I've seen they that use, across a lot of... Yes. They use terms like... It's an Urdu term. It's his murshad, which is like a shepherd or a leader. Mm-hmm. And that is like a term that they use for like the prophet. Yep. So it's not great. And I wish that everybody great. would just get a grip and realize that these are just politicians and not people that exactly. actually be like worshipping. People are like, oh, he's not a man, he's an idea. I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure he's a man. Mom, I'm pretty sure he's a person. Unless <laughs> <laughs> I checked, uh, he's a man, okay? Yeah. Um. Hey, speaking of, of weird stuff in the bathroom, have you heard of these things called everything showers? <laughs> I have not. What's I would love to tell you about it. Because I feel like it might be something that would pique your interest. Because you do enjoy a shower. Well, let's not get carried away. Okay. I do. I I have a great time while I'm in the shower, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish I should do this more often. Why don't I do this more often? This is so nice. So you, um, because when we were growing up, you also loved a bath. You would be in that bathroom doing Lord knows what for hours. Yep. Please don't tell me what. But <laughs> he, so an everything shower is a thing that the youth are doing, which is where you do everything. Like you do 
exfoliation, you do skincare, you do hair care, you do body care. Some people will even make themselves a beverage to keep in the shower while they are having their everything shower. And apparently this can go on for an hour plus. And it's the new form of self-care. What Let do you me think? stop you right there. I am on board 100%. You know, this is what's been missing from my shower experience. Because a lot of times I'm like, why am I like, this is this is a, like a misuse of 10 minutes of my time. Like I could yeah. use my time better. But if I get to do everything yeah. and I am, you know, I feel like I am actually taking advantage and working on myself, 100%. The issue I have is now I need to figure out what my everything is. Do you know what your everything would be? What are you trying to do in the shower? I'm not trying to do all those things in the shower. I don't have that kind of time. What I would am... it be? No. First of all, my showers, I have two showers. Okay. Either I have a shower where I do quote, unquote everything, which is where I also wash my hair and I condition my hair. Right. And in those instances, we might throw a razor around the shower. But Disgusting. <laughs> but, but. Outside of that, my regular showers are a full body shower and skincare anyway. And I can do that in 10 to 15 minutes. I don't need to be. Why are you in the shower for longer than that? You're going to be a prune. Really? You are going to be a California raisin by the end of that shower. Well, apparently you are limiting yourself. There are more things that you can do in the shower. You can sit, you can do an Excel worksheet, apparently. That's what these kids are doing. <laughs> I don't think they are, but I do think that they're watching television shows. Uh, now, sometimes I leave my cell phone on uh, in the bathroom. I mean, uh -huh. like if I'm watching a YouTube video, I'll leave yeah. it on so I can mm -hmm. hear it. But yeah. by the time I get in the shower, I really can't hear it. Um, I found a way I to have put thought my, about that. I found a way to place my phone near the shower where I can hear my podcasts. Like, so I will listen to podcasts, not my podcast. But other people's podcasts. I don't listen to my Let me own. listen to myself as I lather myself. <laughs> <laughs> like a lunatic. Yeah. So I feel like that I've done. But again, that is just that's because I have undiagnosed ADHD and I can't do a single <laughs> thing without doing another thing at the same time. Yeah. You know, there's that. So anyway. I'm gonna look into this. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a weirdo you thing to do. But yeah. maybe that will make you a cleaner person. Perhaps. 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 Um, I was going to tell you about the fact that I've officially quit uh, religious institutions. All of them? Yeah. Like, okay. Eid is coming up at the end of the month, and I don't want to go to the mosque. The good news is you technically don't have to go to the mosque for Eid. The men don't have to go to a mosque on Eid either. It's a completely voluntary thing. It's not a first thing. So you're fine. Right. I like am thinking about finding. And then this is like where my husband and my not that my husband doesn't support this idea. I think it just gets complicated because I live with my in-laws and they will want to go to the mosque. But I want to find like a progressive mosque that does like an online khutbah so that I can like watch it on Zoom and like attend a mosque service that way because mm -hmm. our mosque, the one that we enjoyed, but lately, as of late, has been making me go, what? Um, they had a very important lecture that they thought was important on Friday where they had to address the concerns of the LGBTQ agenda. I was like, oh no. So then I watched the lecture and I watched it on YouTube and I watched it at two times speed. So I was like, let's just get through this bullshit. It was horrible. It was like terrible. It was like full of homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, um, just all of the greatest hits. Uh, all of this stuff is new. It started because of contraceptives. Mm -hmm. So first we, we blame the women. We come for the homophobia. We stay for the misogyny. We even probably will get, lean into a little bit of racism while we're in oh, there, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's how it goes. And it's all, it was it, the, the, you know, the overarching story here was, or the lecture here was that this is all political agenda. They're just trying to get your vote. They try to do this more and more when there's an election coming up. Essentially, I guess, in that town where the mosque is in Parsippany, New Jersey, they were doing a Pride Day. And 
the local communities went to their mosque. And I understand like people going to their mosque and asking what they should do, right? So the local communities went said, my kid's school is doing a pride day. I don't want my kids to attend. What should I do, right? And the imam, in my opinion, should have said, if you don't want your kids to attend an event at a school that you are uncomfortable with, you don't have to attend that event. Let them be, right? But instead, this man spent an hour of mosque time talking about how they, if your child doesn't attend this event, they might get canceled. And if they get canceled, this is what they should say. And if somebody is mean to your child for not attending the pride event, this is what you should say. And it's not if you're if somebody is going to be mean to your child. It's not if. It's when they are mean to your child because they believe that not attending mm-hmm. a pride event is going to lead to some sort of like you know, attack on their Muslim values, which is not true. I don't believe that that's going to happen. But it was really, really terrible. And it was really upsetting to watch. um, And it was just full of a bunch of bullshit. None of it made any sense. Hilariously, he said, you know, homosexuality is a brand new thing. It's not even mentioned in the Quran. And I was like, hmm, huh, huh, interesting. So... (laughs) So if it's not mentioned in the Quran, then what are you yelling about? Um, And then, um, and, you know, like he just, it was just all kinds of terrible stuff. Talked about how, you know, uh, things really started to ramp up in the early 2000s because of Matthew Shepard. And because of him, there were laws passed that protected these gay people. And I'm like, no, actually, those laws protected all of us. They actually protected you. Right after yeah. 9-11. They actually yep. protected you from being murdered of a hate crime, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So I did not attend the mosque with this uh, when this lecture happened. I saw it come up because I follow the mosque's Instagram. And I saw it come up. And I watched the YouTube. And I got really upset. And I decided, like, I think the thing that I realized is that, obviously, do I believe that most religious leaders in Muslim settings feel this way? Yeah. I do think that there is like mm-hmm. a, um, a, I don't believe that Islam, Islamic institutions are places where gay or queer people or even a lot of times women are necessarily safe or protected or, um, welcome. Ta- or welcome in Islamic mm-hmm. institutions. I'm not talking about the religion itself, but I'm saying in uh, organized religion, I don't believe that those people are welcome. I don't even think black people are welcome in a lot of mosques in our communities. Like in South Asian communities, it's very, they're not, they're welcome, right? But they're not, no, you're not going to see South Asian families mingling with black families. It's just, it's going to be rare. Yeah, unless you, need, unless you need a fifth for basketball, that's when they are suddenly very, very welcoming. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're only that exact. It's very, it's very fucked up. And so, it's very conditional. All of this it, stuff is extremely conditional. Extremely conditional. So I've always known those things to be true. I think that what I've struggled with, and I, and because I've known those things to be true, I'm not a mosque person. I'm not a mosque girly. Like I've never really been. Like even when we were growing up, I wasn't really going to the mosque. I I never felt that I really belonged there. I didn't feel like I had any value there. Mm-hmm. So I had already kind of had a separate relationship with mosque and religion. To me, those are two different things. A mosque is a place where you go for community and my religion is my religion. It's me for myself. The only reason I started to attend mosques is because of my kids. I was like, okay, let's see if I can get my kids friends with some Muslim kids, right? I'm not sending them back to that mosque. They did an anti-abortion sermon during Ramadan that like shocked my kids to the core. So like there's no, that's not a place for me anymore. And I think like in speaking with other more progressive Muslims, um, especially progressive Muslim mothers, it's, I think the understanding is, okay, that I don't think that mosques are safe spaces for us anymore. Like, and I don't think that my, my Muslim identity uh, is, uh, is tied to a mosque. And it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's a nice to have, but not a necessity. So, so that's it. Um, I don't think it it's limited to the mosque, right? Um, so it, just to kind of back up, I think obviously this June, like this month, this Pride Month, is one that a lot of different forces were kind of gearing up for. Um, and it's not just a Muslim community thing. It's obviously it's something that you see in the culture, right? Like 
last year during Pride Month, I'm sure Target had Pride clothes. Right? Oh, they've always had it. Yep. Wasn't an issue. It feels like a, a lot of different forces came together and they were like, fuck this Pride Month. This Pride Month is when we go, we make the sides completely clear. We are not for any sort of gay agenda. And you know what? Even like if, if you are even a little bit of an ally, you are our enemy because this isn't just about allowing you to be gay. This is about if gayness exists, then that is an evil thing in the world. That yeah. is basically what they're. And it's not just Muslims, unfortunately, right? This is everybody. This is everybody on the right. Like the target protest started off with like white supremacists and, you know, like yep. the right and all those other things. Right. So in the lead up to this, and, and we mentioned it, I think like a couple of weeks ago, right, is this thing that came out that all of these Muslim scholars came together and just felt the need to put out a statement about homosexuality and how Islam sees it, right? Yeah. Which is 100% uh, like an exclusionary, hateful piece of document. And yeah. it is being shared by not just mosques, right? It's Muslim communities, a lot of South uh, Southeast Asian Pakistani communities that I know. Yeah. And what it's doing is it is giving people a chance to let their true colors be seen and be as openly homophobic as they have wanted to be for the last 20 years. Yep. Um, but they haven't because they're fucking cowards and they yep. wanted the protection of the progressive movement when it was Muslims' ass that was on the line post yep. 9-11, right? Yep. But they have always been this hateful. They have yep. never, ever welcomed the gay community. They've just been kind of okay with it because it's served their purpose, right? Yep. Now, hey, you know what? We have a little bit of space. We have a little bit of space to be as openly homophobic as we want to be. And you know what? It, let's not even be nuanced about it. Let's fucking talk. Let's call them filthy. Let's call yeah. them predators. Let's say that it is completely unnatural. Let's use some bullshit, you know, the scientific talk to, to show uh, to, to show how unnatural homosexuality is, right? Mm -hmm. That is the shit that's happening. In our basketball group, it says we're like 13 days into June. It has fucking sucked so hard. It is so fucking disappointing to see these motherfuckers mm -hmm. who are working professionals suddenly yep. turn into fucking stone people um, yeah. that are just foaming at the mouth at the mere, like, mention of homosexuality right it's yeah. like how the fuck are you this close-minded like where have you been living the last 20 years yeah right so all of that has been very 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 disappointing to see um for me i think it's it's come to a point now where in the past because it's religion and i understand like the way that i looked at homosexuality growing up being a muslim yeah, like the completely negative way that I used to look at homosexuality. And I know like the road that I took to kind of be where I'm at now. The one thing I will say is I understand that these guys and these women, as wrong as they are, they do believe in the virtue of what they're saying, right? Mm -hmm. They believe that what they are doing is actually what is best for their kids, right? Mm -hmm which is sad and heartbreaking because it's like, motherfucker, there are other kids that actually need yep. your support. There yep. are gay kids, there are trans kids. That's who your fucking support should be for, right? Yep. But at the very least, I know that, okay, this isn't just purely out of hatred. It's coming out as hatred because it is hatred. But yep. at the core of it, they do think that they're doing a good thing, right? And my thing has been over these last 13 days is, in the past, I used to just kind of let these conversations go. And I think your husband also used to, we used to, you know, you pick and choose your battles, right? Yep. At this point, we are just like, fuck you. You want to go in, fuck you. We are going all in, right? Yeah. And I, that I has been, it's been the most freeing thing in the world because these motherfucking homophobes, you, you know, once you start to put some facts uh, against yeah. it, right? You see how quickly the argument crumbles, right? So. Yeah. They will say shit like, oh, my God, they are they are indoctrinating kids with these books and shit like this. Right. And then you send them a link to like a Mayo Clinic study of when kids start to think about gender. And it says 
three years old, right? And they're yep. like, well, you can't trust a Mayo Clinic. It's a motherfucker. If you can't trust a Mayo Clinic, who can you trust? No, you know? no, no. So. Yeah, no. Uh, there's a question for like, it, if you present any any type of facts, right? It just, yeah. it's always, it's either, well, we don't believe that. That's not, uh, what about the outlier? This is an outlier. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about that. Well, it's all messed up. It's It's like, there is an excuse for everything that allows them to just continue to like dig their heels in their own hatred. Like Fah told me today that he called uh, called them white supremacists today, which made me really happy. He was like, oh, great. So you're yeah. aligning with white supremacy. Like congratulations. Yeah. And then somebody who we both know said, um, <laughs> said, yeah, this is what you guys do, right? This is what you do. It's always, oh, I say one thing and it's homophobia. I say one thing and it's white supremacy. Like you guys are just so ready to like be hateful. It's like, no, well, if you're going to behave like a homophobe, if you're going to align yourself with white supremacy, I'm going to say that you are doing that. You know, the, the thing that I've realized is like, they want to be homophobic, right? Mm-hmm. But if you call it homophobia, they get upset that you're calling out homophobia. It's like, so, you know, one of the things is, well, you know, I understand that gay people exist naturally, right? Yeah. I'm not saying being gay is a sin, but committing the act is a sin. And it is my duty to call out committing the act. It's like, first of all, motherfucker, like, how do you think gay people are gay? You have to commit the act to be a gay person. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's a great time. I say everyone should commit that act, right? It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like the best time in the world. But like, don't pick and choose, right? And yeah. If you want to be a homophobe, say, hey, homosexuality disgusts me. That is all I'm going to say. I'm I'm a homophobe. But if you call them a homophobe, they're like, no, don't call me a homophobe. Anything that you say. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense because it's like, okay, I I don't hate gay people. I just think that when they commit gay acts, they're sinning. And it's like, yeah. okay, so what happens when you sin? You're like, well, you burn in hell. Okay, yeah. so you don't hate gay people. You just think that they should burn in the pits of hell for eternity. But you don't hate them. You're saying that they should be in the same place as like murderers. As like, you know, like that is what you think of two consenting adult gay people. And they're like, yeah, but that's what the religion says. And it's like, well, you know, actually the religion doesn't say that. Islam never says anything. People say something. People say what Islam says. People say how Islam should be practiced. But Islam itself is not a living, breathing thing that tells you there's ways to to live it with Islamic beliefs, right? Like, so this whole idea that like, no, I don't hate them. But I just think that they're uh, an abomination that to spend all of time in eternity. What does that mean? Yeah, and another one they say is like, well, you know, you can be gay, but like we should hide our sins, so you shouldn't be openly gay. So I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? They're like, well, you know, if you see a pride flag on a car, you should rip it off. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like yeah. you, pride flags are not welcome. Pride flags are filthy because it reminds it opens kids' mind, and I'm like. Hold on. What is the magic word? Like, what is like the magic combination of words that turns a straight person into a gay person? I'd like to know. I've been looking for these words for a long time. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's not how it works. But that's what they seem to think. And I don't know, man. I'm not a parent. Uh, apparently, these kids are fucking morons. You show yeah. them a rainbow, they'll start sucking dick the next second. <laughs> no. Apparently, that's how it works. I, I don't. I don't know how it works, but that's what it seems to me, right? Um, it's all, it's all like, truly speaking, it is, it is actually heartbreaking. It is so Well, you want to hear something else that's really heartbreaking? So I found this out because I was this weekend with all my high school best friends and I Mm -hmm. am far removed from high school. I don't really know anything that's going on in Roxbury High and Roxbury, New Jersey, but there are people who are still part of that community. People who I graduated with who are still raising kids in the Roxbury School District. Well, guess what? The librarian at Roxbury Schools put some books there for Pride Month. (laughs) And one of the books did end up being a little bit more graphic than probably age appropriate. I personally saw the book. I thought, "Mm, this is probably something that was better suited for like 18 plus. But it is a book about queer sex. And it's a graphic novel, right? So it has a lot of pictures and things that 
yes, if a four, maybe a 13 year old side or somebody younger would be horrified, but let's be honest, by the time you're 14, you already see these things. You already know this exists, right? Um, maybe not available in school. If even if it was a book that was that graphic with two straight people, I would be like, this should not belong in school, right? But as one book out of several. So a bunch of moms, funnily, one of two of whom, both neither have kids in high school. They have kids. I don't think one even has a kid in the school district, but the other one has a second grader. Both of these girls were racist pieces of shit when I was graduating high school. Both of these girls said racist things to me when I was in high school. Okay. These two girls are now on Fox News complaining about banning books in their children's school district. That's right. And the the librarian is now suing them. So I was like, good for the librarian. She is now suing them and she's suing these women and um, because, you know, she's getting harassed now because they went on Fox News and said that this woman is essentially, you know, peddling predator uh, materials and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, e- the, the place where I grew up, like in and like, you know, we talk about conservative circles, or whatever. This is fucking North Jersey. OK, like this is I mean, Morris County is a very blue, a red part of North Jersey. But uh-huh. But also, this isn't surprising to me because these are literally two women who, like, were openly racist, hard R word uh, and wording when I was in high school. So, so you know, that is a thing, right? So, like, we are talking about this Muslim thing, this anti uh, or this homophobia in the Muslim community thing because it affects us. It affects us. And we've also been in this country for the last 27 years. And we've seen the progressive movement. We have been welcomed by the progressive movement. There's a reason why we feel. And, you know, this is, it's, it, it, we feel it as Muslims. Like, as as a Muslim, I feel like the progressive movement has been so nice to me. It really yeah. has, you know. Um, but there is, you know, homophobia exists in American society on a way greater level than you know than is out in the open right like i was um uh if you think about sports um there's this guy named bob huggins who is a coach a big time coach a college basketball coach i think he coaches at west virginia um or he used to coach at west virginia i don't know he's a big time coach um last month he was on a radio station uh talking about xavier which is a jesuit college right a catholic Mm -hmm. college and on during the radio interview, he just casually dropped. Uh, he said something about those Catholic f words, f words, you know, like the like the like the gay f Gaysler, right? Yeah, Gaysler. He said that just very very easily, right? And you know, as a result, he got into trouble, and his salary got cut down in by by um, by a million dollars, right? But it's yeah. like the fact that he was so comfortable saying yeah. that because yeah. even though he's on the radio he thought he was with like a bunch of friends or whatever he yeah. said it in a way that he's like oh everybody's cool with this right yeah. i am it's a completely okay for me to be saying that when i think when you and i think of that word we would like obviously I, I, we don't use it in our personal lives anymore but mm-hmm. if we were on the radio we would know oh there's no way that you say this word right? yeah yeah but so that is how homophobia continues to kind of live on and because it's Pride Month, again, it's not just a gay issue, right? It feels like all of like the the homophobia that's just been kind of under the skin for the last 15, 20 years is getting a chance to come up, right? Yeah. As a Muslim, it is it's heartbreaking, first of all, because it's heartbreaking, but I understand it. Um because again, I know how homosexuality was talked about when we were kids. I know how homosexuality was talked about um, with people that I love and respect, and yep. that are Muslim, and how just how off the how off limits it is, right? So I kind of understand that, but and I can't do anything to somebody. I can't say anything to anybody that does not believe that it is genuine. Right. That does not believe that homosexual love is genuine love and not just some sort of perversion, which is what these people think. They think that, uh, you know, you this is something that happens to you as a kid. And then all of a sudden you turn gay. Right. I can't I can't really reason with that person. Right. But I also understand that that is a sentiment that lives out there. So it's heartbreaking on that end. It's also heartbreaking 
because it's like motherfucker like do you know what country you live in do you understand what is on the line here do you understand that we have two maniacs wanting to kill and get rid of muslims if they get into power like that is what the party wants right like why would you fucking shoot yourself in the foot like this just because of homophobia like look at the bigger picture right and then when you say that to people they're like oh no no you're conflating things you're mixing no bitch like you think these you think these republicans are on your side you think laura ingram who welcomed this muslim father who was in the Montgomery County uh, school board meeting. You think she welcomed him uh, to her studio because she actually cares about Muslims. Is that what you think happened? It's like fucking open your eyes. And when you say that, they're like, oh no, we can be against this one thing, but also be, no, that's not, you don't get to pick it. Exactly. That's not how, that's not how, that's not how you're a person, honestly. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are your so, what are your morals? So that's the thing. I think that for me, that's also not how that's not how this country works. But for me, ethically speaking, that's just not how being even a Muslim works. For me, the biggest thing for me is that I need to make sure that like every single person is treated with dignity and respect yeah. as a human right. And I think that if your idea of dignity and respect is limited to only straight couples or your idea of dignity is only limited to straight men because women should hide themselves or because gay couples should hide themselves. And that's not dignity or respect. That's telling them to live in shadows. And that's, that is telling that people think it's not a big deal to say that, but I think people who say those kinds of things have never had to live in shadows. People who have never had to, to hide who they are, are very, it's very easy for them to say like, no, so what's the big, big deal? Like, just like, don't hold, your husband's hand when you're outside like what's the big deal like why can't two women just like hang out like they're friends instead of like their wife and wife like what's the big deal it's like because you've never had to do that because you've never had to hide parts of who you are because you're a man a straight man in a world with privilege right and it's like if you have if you change it to like the context of like okay if you are trying to pray somewhere and somebody tells you you can't pray there you're gonna be really really offended right if you say that, they're like, well, you can't compare prayer and two people being sexual with each other. It's like they're not being sexual with each other. They're holding each other's hands. And mm-hmm. you lo- like there's just no – you can't convince people who believe that – who believe what they believe. Like you can't convince people who believe that two adults having a consensual relationship with each other is something that deserves dignity and respect. Like you can't convince mm-hmm. them – that that is true if if they believe that two adults who are the same sex together is something that is like not family friendly like i saw something that said like if you're saying that this isn't part of family values or you're thinking that it's not family friendly what you're essentially saying is that those people don't exist in your family and if they're not going to be a part of your family then you don't think that they should deserve any right to exist like that's what i think that they're not understanding and i think that when adults sit around and talk about this, men and women, what they don't realize is that there are kids who are around them. There are people who are around them that are listening and actively hearing, oh, I don't, I don't belong around this person. I'm not safe around this person. I don't exist around this person. Like anybody who says like, oh, there's no gay Muslims. I'm like, or I've never met a gay Muslim. It's like, well, you've never met one because they never felt safe enough to tell you that they're gay. But there's actually a lot of us. There's a lot of people who are queer, who are Muslim. So- and I wish it was like it, when I think of these guys that I talk to, right? And I think about their kids. I wish it was just like uh, if any of their kids were was gay, I would. I, I'm sad for that kid, right? And I wish it was just limited to them not being accepting of a gay kid, which is one of the worst things that you can say, like to not accept your child because of their sexual orientation is terrible. And I don't know how that makes you a parent, but we know that that's the thing that happens. That's the thing that happens in, um, uh, you know, Muslim families. That's the thing that happens in families all over the world, right? It happens in yep. Christian families and Hindu families and, and all this other stuff, right? But it is something that exists. And I wish it was limited to that, but that's not what it's limited to anymore. Yep. And that's the reason why we're so fucking pissed off is because they are actively using kids. They're using kids to spread homophobia I saw a clip on Instagram of two young girls 
talking about how unnatural homosexuality is and it is a fucking kids video and they keep saying Allahu Akbar in the middle of it while they're using some stupid like magnet metaphor about how well two north and north ends can't be attracted to it so there's something wrong with it. that is the shit that is out there and these motherfuckers are sharing it like it's something to be proud of and it is so stupid and it's so sad and i don't know man like the mosque thing is one thing for me i think i said it in the past where a mosque is nice because i have a place to go pray my friday prayers i don't take anything else from the mosque the community can get fucked if that is what the community believes but for me I don't need a fucking mosque to be a Muslim. I really yep. don't. I can yep. pray at home. I can read the Quran at home. And also, by the way, if you are one of these people that's really big on reading the Quran, oh, I only go by what's on the Quran. Let's do some plain text readings of the Quran and let's see some other shit that's in there. Like if we exactly. want to really talk, if we really exactly. want to open up that can of worms, let's fucking open up that can of worms. Don't be selective yeah. with your bullshit. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, well, my God, things got really heated there. Um, but listen, I feel very so, passionately about it. And I feel very passionately about defending Raquel. She is an innocent in all this. You're uh, only defensive of Raquel because if you were a drag queen, that would be your stage name. Yeah, of course. Well, it's also my name at Starbucks. <laughs> um, and, and also on some online forums. all right well i'll be back later this week to talk about reality tv stuff um and also i'm going to be covering a new show i think it's called uh secrets and sisterhoods it's about uh, i believe an afghan muslim family um of of 10 10 first generation american muslims um 10 sisters so i'm gonna be covering that it's on hulu let's see how that one is um 10 sisters i know that's a lot of sisters man that's too many sisters okay in that situation if a plane crashes and you have 10 sisters to spare we're feasting (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i don't have a buffet (laughs) 